welcome to another show. Um, it's been a, a, a bit of a, a difficult one, but uh, we're here and we're so happy um, to be here. Um, it is a Saturday and we have an exciting show planned out for you. Of course, you know, life would not be life if there were no connections and there were no I, I know. <laughs> and, but, but it's always just a learning lesson for us. So we, 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 um, we learn as we go along, right? Um, I just want to welcome all of you who are just tuning in and apologize for a bit of a late start. You know, I am, I like to be on time, but it is none of our fault. We were both long you know, trying to get all of them at 5.30 so we can make sure that we're ready for the broadcast. But as I like to say, shit always happens. <laughs> Here, I'm ready to give you a show and we're excited to um, have this new show um, for you here today. My guest is already here. I see she has a little teddy bear in, in, in the back. <laughs> yeah. And um, I hope you have your cacao tea too. I know we had like a, a yes, I do a big one too. Oh wow. <laughs> that like that like my grandmother would say probably a 10 too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that is a big one for sure but we're ready to go uh ready to get started and uh, i uh, just let me know wherever you're you're hailing from once you log in uh just you know drop your flag in the bottom and let us know where you're connecting from uh we're happy to have all our um fans and our friends and our family on every single week um, on a capital T. My name is JL. For those of you who don't know, if it's your very first time coming on, um, and I'm happy to be here with you for another show. Uh, yeah, my bra strap is in the back. I don't know what's going on with it today. <laughs> it's a nuisance. We're good to go. We're good to go. I just want to shout out a few people who um, always connect on the show. Hi, Edifa, all the way in Guadalupe. Edifa just just um, locked in. I hope you're doing awesome. So easy phrase waving. I just want to say a special good afternoon to my girl, Kimara Gregoire. And I want to wish her an awesome day. And I, I also want to say good afternoon to my friend, Bert Gregoire. They both lost their grandmother over the last week. So I want to send out my condolences and send out my love the two of them and wishing them all the best um you know death is again part of life part of life, a painful part of life though yes it is it is and i've been there way too many times i'm too familiar with it yeah um, <laughs> become family i guess so to speak <laughs> right? so um i just want to send my my shout out to them both I also want to remind you, if you have not yet um, followed, subscribed, and liked our pages to get a chance to win a costume for Crop Over 2018, that is Barbados. Compliments, sponsors, Capriculture out of Barbados. I want to say good afternoon to the folks out there in Barbados. Capriculture, mwah, mwah, kisses to you guys. Um, and want a chance to win a free costume, you can all you have to do is follow three easy steps all the information is on my website all the information is also on my facebook all the information is on my instagram 
everywhere you can find the information is there. So you can always just um, log in and and uh, follow the directions for a chance to win a free costume. We're going to get straight into the show because we already soon are. Um, we're going to get into the show. I have um, the lovely Beverly Lebois who is joining me in Dominica and part of the technical difficulties, you know, she's in an island that was ravaged by Hurricane Maria. So, I mean, give cut the girl some slack, right? Thank you very much. <laughs> and um, uh, Beverly is actually the Dean of Student Affairs and, and International Services at the Dominica State College, a heavy, heavy, heavy role to um to hold on to and she's also the director of the achievement learning center in dominica i want to say good afternoon to barbara Ball butler's logging in and good afternoon to friends who's logging in i see um all your people in education system they, they're coming on i don't know if you, if you announced that you were gonna be well, I didn't. Yeah, they're coming on. You did that all by yourself. I didn't. <laughs> Good afternoon to you guys. Um, if you would like to follow Beverly, you can do so. I posted her Facebook link above, so you can just click on there and 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 get in touch with her. You can follow her. Um, if you have any questions for her, I recommend that you do so during the show, so we can she can answer the questions. Because sometimes it's hard. To actually come back especially with very limited data access from where she is so please um ask your questions early 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 o'clock if you had questions you probably saw the picture and you had a question you know in your backpack for her um now is a good opportunity to you know put it together and just hit send you know so we can ask the question um and she can answer and we can get going right it's a lovely day i i'm Kind of like worried about wearing my shirt shirts because my son decided that he was going to use my uh, my top as a as a mousse wash, you know, oh. sucking on it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I was like, but I know when, when we have children and then we all dress to go somewhere, and here they go, they wipe their hands on us, they cry. So that's all part of being a mother. His famous thing to do is vomit. Oh yeah, mm. and, and and he likes to do it on my shoulder when I cannot see it, and then somebody will tell me, you know you have some vomit on your shoulder. Oh. <laughs> it goes down my back, and it falls on my bum, and I'm walking around with a with oh, bum. My bum. <laughs> famous, famous thing to do. Um, Beverly is joining us here from Dominica. Uh, of course, uh, we're going to have uh, a good chat. I'd like to kind of start off um, letting people know how I know my guests. And I have practically, or is it the other way around? She practically knows me all my life. All my life. Yeah, we've known each other for yes. a long, long time. A very, very long time. Her stepfather and my father were very, my parents, very, very, very close. I think that was the very, when her stepfather passed away, I think that was the very first time I experienced death. what death is. And I, I remember i was a child i was i was i was not even a teenager i remember crying so much and i could not stop and for days and days and days i cried and and i, I don't know if it was normal for a child to cry because he wasn't he wasn't my parent or my he was my mother or my father but he was such an essential part of my family yes yeah they were very very close <laughs> very 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 close i mean 
it was like we didn't like we did not know life without you know her stepdad yes yes and uh when he passed away when he when he died accidentally you know it was it it really tore us you know it was really heartbreaking um so i've known her and then and then it's just so coincidental that she has a daughter which a lot of people mistake for me vice versa and shelly (laughs) sometimes when when people um i don't think we look alike or anything i just think our mannerisms and i do our mannerisms are very similar we have the same kind of spirit yeah just it's almost like she is my my sister spirit yes i think so kindred spirit kindred spirit that's what it is because she people would meet me i remember going going to penville and i was talking to a lady and the lady goes you know i'm you know shabby for 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 um <laughs> yeah but like oh my god you remind me so much of her and i remember when i met um my son's godfather that is leonard bedno when i met leo leo was like you know who you remind me of you remind me of of, of chevy and i'm like i think it's the other way around but but we have the similar spirits and we 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 almost think alike so yes this, you know um it's it's very weird because we're not even close to say we're people that we talk every day or whatever we probably talk once or twice a year you know if even that but we ha- we are so much alike so i'm very, not- very much alike very, i mean very much alike when i see i'm i'm speaking to you right now and it's like i'm really speaking to chevy <laughs> you know you speak your 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 i mean you just yeah I mean, it's very, it's not very common that you meet two persons who just have so much alike in them, you know, so. And it's not that we look alike. It's nothing to do with that. It's just the way we we behave, the way we speak, our mentality and everything. Yes, it's very, very, very similar. And and a little too similar. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say um when you were pregnant you were watching me too much, you know, as a little child. So I was, I mean, when I was pregnant, I think I looked at you a lot when you were growing up as a little girl. Mm-hmm. And um or because I don't think I you were around when I was pregnant and we were not really at that time I was in Rosu, I had already left Penville. Mm-hmm. So and um probably you were already in Canada. Mm-hmm. But I suppose somewhere along the line you just got connected, but you all are Siemens, and I probably just again you are related by mm. the Siemens, you know. Yes, so we are. we are. So so it, it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Amazing that two people because normally that doesn't happen, you know. No, no, no. You might find people say, "Oh, she looks like so and so," but to have to have the similar spirit that somebody can connect the two of you just by your spirit. Just by your spirit, oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but I we want to get into Beverly because we've spoken about Melina. <laughs> we've spoken about <laughs> we're breaking the ice. <laughs> and we're gonna talk to Beverly. I want to say good afternoon to Amanda Scotland, who's also joining us, and Saran, who's also on, and Nick Roye, who's also tuned in. I want to say thank you so very much, guys, for coming on. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, and we really appreciate you for being here. I just want to get it started by first of all asking Beverly, who really is Beverly? 
Um, if somebody were to, were to ask you, who are you, Beverly? What would you say to them? Um, thank you for that question, because sometimes I ask people that question and they, they tend to talk about what they do in terms of their role. But these are just roles with people. If somebody asks me who is Beverly, I am a passionate person. I'm passionate about people, dedicated, loving. Um, I love people, my family. I'm a caring, giving person and driven. I'm result-oriented and driven for whatever is goal I set my mind to. But in all, I'm just this loving, caring person, down-to-earth, humble, love to help people. That's it. Um, and tell us a little bit about um, growing up. Where were you born and where were you raised? Um, I grew up in Penville. I was born in Penville, my mom and my dad. And the earlier part of my years, I grew up with my grandparents. I'm the first grandchild. Um, so I grew up with my parents in Upper Penville. And um, I think these were the happiest years of my life. The first 10 years of my life were the happiest years of my life. And um, so after I moved with my mom after she got married, and then so the, the, the attachment I had with my grandmother and my grandfather, um, it took me a very long time to get over it. I am not even sure if I ever really gotten over it because I know how to live in a new environment. Um, it was always me and my brother and my mother. So now there was somebody else in the midst and I had to figure out, okay, um, how do I fit in in all this? But um, I see myself as a fighter. So regardless of what life throws at me, I always get a way to get over it. And um, so the rest, for my teenage years, despite all the different struggles and difficulties I went through, I was always able to overcome. And um, I remember one time my son looked at me and he called me the beaver. And I asked him, why did he compare me to the beaver? Because no, that's how I'm called. I'm called Beaver. So anytime I'm walking in Roseau and somebody said Beaver, I'm like, I know that person is either from Penville, Baycat, or Thibault. Nobody calls me Beaver if they're not from that area. <laughs> And um, he said, well, the beaver actually, um, they cut wood and regardless, they, they're persistent in whatever it is that they're doing. So I was happy that he was able to see that kind of characteristics in me. So basically growing up, it was fun. You know, my fun way was school, book, church, but that was my fun way. And um, I never really played with friends, but I love being among the elderly. So I grew up with a lot of the elderly people. I'd go visit their home clean the house, comb the hair, listen to the stories. So I didn't really grow up with people my age, hanging out with people my age. I always grew up with people older than my age. So my grandmother would tell me, you know? <laughs> so that was it growing up for me. <laughs> you, you are a mom? Yes, I am. Uh, tell us about motherhood with your kids. Well, I'll tell you something. Everything comes with a instruction guide, except mother. <laughs> so obviously, we ra I ra I try to raise my children, especially the way that we were raised, because that's what we were taught. We didn't have a book, so whatever was passed on to us, that's what we were taught. So growing up, you know, you have to go to church, you have to do your schoolwork, you have to you, you cannot. We, we, my parents always would 
tell you, okay, who to hang out with? So you grow up suspicious. Okay, don't hang out with that person. Don't hang out with that person. But it wasn't very easy for the first one. So she was like the sandpaper. Um, she really gave me a run for my life. I can tell you. So then when my second son, when my son came, I, I, I kind of said, okay, well, I made mistakes with the first one. So with every child, I kind of <laughs> refine. I re they refine me <laughs> because I realized, okay, I can't make this mistake with this one. But the thing about it, they were all unique and they are all different they all have their personality so my son was a little bit more compliant than chevy so it was kind of easier for me to get him to kind of okay do certain things but chevy just wanted her own way and then she was just that's what i want if i bounce my head that's okay i'll wipe it off and then and all that was to protect them from not getting hurt but they had to learn their lesson and so with every child it was different and I'm um, looking back now, I'm thankful to them because they helped me, the challenges that I faced with them helped me to become a better mother, helped me to become a better person. And they helped me to have to know what it is to have fun. My children taught me how to have fun because they would look, they would be, we would be driving and they would see a cat and a dog on the side of the road. And they would make an entire movie, <laughs> you know? They would laugh at anything, anything. They would laugh at anything. And um, I was always so, let's just get on with it. And then so uh, they taught me how to have fun and to laugh, you know? So that was just the fun of my motherhood. And now that they have grown up and I don't have them around like I used to have, I was like, wow, I wish I didn't, wasn't so hard earlier on, you know? But I'm enjoying the the fun part I had with them, I'm, I'm really just focusing on that fun part instead of all the mistakes that I made. Well, I, I, as you said, you know, mother, who doesn't come with a manual? So I'm sure uh, you're not the only one who's made mistakes and yeah. you'll not be the only one. Um, yeah. One thing I want, I want to add, um, I was in a play with your son. Now, we rehearsed, we've been rehearsing for months and I don't know, like, who he is? Like, I just know him as one of the characters in the play, right? <laughs> we were rehearsing and everything. And then when it came down to almost, I think mean, it was close to when we were supposed to actually um, perform live on stage, through the, through the, the um, program. Yeah. I saw his name. He's like his last name. And I was like, I'm like, where are you from? And he goes, um, I'm from Rosu, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, your last name, like your last name is from the North. Like that's where most of the people I know who are Libans are from. He goes, oh, Leon, it's my dad. I go, who's your dad? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I should have figured that out, you know? Like, <laughs> because I mean, they, he looks, you know, but I just, it's never done on me until yeah. like forever, it took forever. Actually. Yeah, again, you see the different personality. It would be easier to pick up who Chevy was, but he's so much different. So you see, they all are different. Yes, completely. Yep. Chuck and cheesy. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to your youth. Um, as a young person, what did you want to be? I was born a teacher. Really? Yeah. So you decided from the time you were a kid. I want to. It was, it was not even a decision. It was just like, 
I came on this earth with this gift. I was just endowed with it from heaven. And I just knew that I always wanted to be a teacher. And I never turned back. I've always known that. When I would go to school, I mean, I went to preschool from two and a half years because everybody was going to school. And um, I mean, my, my preschool teacher was not living very far from us. So she would take me to school with her at the preschool. And um, whatever it is I learned when I come back, then my students were the stones, the pillars of the house, the trees, whatever I found that I would teach. And then from Sunday school, I would, the children in the neighborhood, and they were all bigger than me, but I would teach them Sunday school, whether it's a Bible story, whether it's a song. So it's something that has always been part of me, being an educator, being someone to impact lives. And um, so although I am not in the classroom like I used to be before, but I still see myself as an educator. It's just that the whole career has evolved, but I always knew I can't be anything else more than that. That's, that's, just, that's just part of who I am. So you were not influenced? No. Nobody influenced me. You were not mentored to be in it. No, 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 no. It just is something that you were born with. Yeah, I was born with it. Like, like I was born to talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't have to practice for it just comes naturally. It just comes naturally. Tell us about teaching. Um, how did you actually start teaching? Okay, well, as I told you, I started teaching very young. The stones, the pillars. But the real people started when, um, well, from Sunday school in church. Mm -hmm. But I started my career as a teacher in 1989 at the Mix Infant School. Um, I applied to, I, I mean, after I left high school, I didn't go to college. So I spent some time in Penville working in a shop. And some people thought I didn't do very well in, in, in CXC. But you know, it is at that time only a chosen few would go to the college. And then so I moved to Tongue and I was working at Mr. Clean's Laundry in Federation Drive. Um, and I remember persons would look at me and were like, oh, she didn't do very well at school. If she had done very well at school, she wouldn't be working in the laundry. But I had my sexy subjects. But I remember there's a scripture my mom always taught us when we were growing up. If you are faithful in the little, God will make you ruler in the big. So I would say, Lord, you know, I, you know that's what I want to be, but that's what I have now. So I want to be faithful in it. And um, in the call, when they come in from the Ministry of Education, there was an opening at the St. Martin Primary School. But they asked me if I was a Roman Catholic. I told them no. So then, obviously, I didn't get to go there. And um, But on October 2nd, 1989, I was called to the Rosal Mixed Infant School. That's where the health center is right now. So they had the infant section, grade 1, 2, and 3. So that's where I started in grade 2. And um, I from 1989 to 1990, and it was it wasn't a burden. They, the teachers gave me the, the outline what to teach, and then that was it. And um, after my year ended, there was no space in town. So I remember the education officer. She came and she said, "Beverly, we have no place in town to place you, but we have one space, and that's in the Dragon Mall." So I'm like, where's the dragon mall? And she said, Maho, I said, send me there. 
And she looked at me because, you know, I've never been a big person. I was this tiny little thing. Want to go to the Dragon Mouth. And she, she said, me, you sure? I said, yes, yeah, send me there. I'll go. And because I just wanted to teach. I didn't care where they sent me. I just wanted to teach. And I know I just had to fulfill that calling. And I will tell somebody from 1990 to 1998, I will never forget these eight years of my teaching career. These were the best years of my teaching career. Wow. And that dragon morph was in my house. What, what about it was so? Well, you see, the thing about it is um, you have some communities where parents come to the school to beat up teachers. And that was why they call it the dragon mouth. You don't touch a child and they will come to you. And um, so I remembered when <laughs> they, will be, they will come and fight you. Mm -hmm. I mean, these things used to go along. They stopped, but then if that used to happen, they would come and they would curse you. They would just insult you. And I remembered when um, I entered my class the first day, all the parents wanted to come to find out, okay, who is going to teach your child? <laughs> and I heard a lady say, who is that little girl listening to teach my child? And she was standing by that window and she was carrying on. Now, I'm a, I'm, she was huge. And this is the dragon mob. Nobody's going to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the window and I said, I said, you know what? You see that child you want, you cursing me for, and you want to insult me. One of those good days, you're going to come and ask me for help with that child. That's all I told her. Soft. I didn't go too, too close because she, I didn't want her to punch me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that was it. And I mean, the only reason you know that I was a teacher in the class is because I didn't have a uniform. But I was the same size as the children in the class. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was 18, yeah. I was 18. And um, on sports day, I wore my sports clothes and we would go in the in the teaser. We would sit on the on the floor, on the ground. We would play. And that was it. We would have fun. And I enjoyed. I taught grade two, then I taught grade three. And um, I became part of the community. And one of the things I, I, I did is like, I mean, you just start teaching. I didn't have any money. People didn't, I was only know people realized the reason why I wasn't going on my 12 o'clock is because I had no money to pay bus. So my 12 o'clock would be spent going to the homes of the children that I taught. So I did a lot of home visits. And I think this is really what connected me with the community up to this very present moment. Up to this very present moment, I mean, the students that I taught, no matter where they meet me, miss, and these are my kids, my children, wow. you know. And um, even those who I didn't teach, because we had some boys in Form 3 um, that would play cricket, but I would stay with them until the last ball was bowled and the last, I mean, the last runs. So I supported them, even if they were not in my class. Wow. And um, when I remember we used to have fruit day. So if they brought anything that wasn't a fruit, I would say, okay, well, I'm the custom officer. And um, you are not supposed to bring anything that's not a fruit today. So I'm the custom officer. So therefore, you have to leave it by me. Because if you bring something illegal in the country, then the custom officer takes it. <laughs> and um, I, got very, I, got, I had different ways of encouraging them to stay in school. 
Um, one of the things I, I remember, we I had a, I was in grade three, and I had a group of boys, and they just didn't want to participate in the class. So I told them. At that time, we didn't have all these fancy vehicles we had, so we had the vans and the trucks and the buses. So I tell them, imagine the class as a truck. You can decide to sit at the front of the truck, in the middle of the truck, or on the tailboard. Now, if you sit on the tailboard of the truck, what do you think is going to happen? So they said, well, miss, it will pass on the stone and you fall out. So I said, well, you decide which part of the truck you want to sit. And if you want to sit at the front, you want to sit at the middle, or you want to sit at the end. If you sit at the back of the truck, then guess what's going to happen? And they were able to realize, okay, if I sit at the back of the classroom, if I do not put my um, best forward, if I do not do my homework, if I do not do my test, I'm going to fall out of school and I'm not going to be able to make a life for myself. So that was a way. So I wasn't really telling them, oh, you need to go to school. I would get all these creative ways to um, get them to understand the importance of going to school. And um, when I would meet, even when I, and after I left Maho in 1998, um, actually I asked them to transfer me. And the reason why is because I remembered one time I came to school and I just didn't want to be there anymore. And I wasn't doing my lesson plan. I was like, mm, that's not me. Because I like to do my lesson plan. I like to have my, my activities. So I went to the education office and I asked them to transfer me. And um, now somebody may find, okay, well, you have a principal that really doesn't care. And you're going to a school where you have a strict principal. But I wasn't being challenged anymore in my career. And that that's what I wanted to. I wanted to be a better teacher. I think I had given all I, I could at that particular school. So I was transferred to the Goodwill Primary School. And um, when I, I had a grade three, and I, I had this boy in my class, and then the teachers, his former teachers came talking to me and said, Miss, please, I want to find out about my students for myself. Because a lot of times teachers will tell you things about your students, and you come with this preconceived idea, and you never discover the student for themselves. And um, so, yes, he was a big boy to be in grade three. He had certain issues, but he had certain struggles. So I worked in the afternoon. So by 4.30, I said, I'm not doing any teaching after 4.30. But I grouped them in with the brighter ones, with the weaker ones, and they knew exactly where the activity cards were. So I had control over my class, and I knew what I wanted from my students. And then so I spent these, these three years at the Goodwill Primary School. And um, I remembered when I went to study in 2001 and the common entrance results came out. And my mom called me and she said, your boy passed. And my, my boy passed? She said, yes, your child, your child passed. <laughs> and and it, I mean, it was, not a, it was not a scary pass. It was not a universal secondary education. It was a pass pass because universal secondary education came later on. Yeah, but he yeah. actually passed. He passed. He passed. <laughs> you know, and I, I lie that bed in the, in New York, and I cried, and I say, "Thank God." And um, so my teaching career has been very successful.